This one's different. <laughs> I'm Brittany, and I missed it as well because it is different. <laughs> I have missed this. We have all missed this. This is a new movie. Finally, it's out. Mulan is what we're about to watch. The new one, it has been a long road for this movie to be released, for people to be able to see it. It finally came to Disney+, Plus and you could buy it for 30 bucks. We said, no thanks. But now it is uh, available to rent much cheaper. We got it from a red box. <laughs> and we're going to watch this movie. I know I'm excited to watch this movie, but I've kind of always loved Mulan. And I want to watch most of the live actions that Disney's trying to recreate. Because I want to see the, the new take that they put on it. The fresh spin that they try to add to it, even though it's probably not going to work. I like the animated version because it's a musical. I'm not excited to watch this person. Yeah, this one's not a musical. We know that. Um, I've done the junior version before. I've never done the musical. I've never staged that one. But I remember loving the animated movie. I think I even remember enjoying Mulan 2. I don't think I've seen that. I think I saw it like once. And I remember it vaguely, maybe. Who knows? Um, but this is Mulan 2020. The live-action version, whatever we're calling it. Uh, and we know that some things are different. Uh, we know that there's no dragon. Which is the best part of Mulan. Yeah, there's no Mushu. <clears throat> Mushu is not in this. No Eddie Murphy. Uh, we know it's not a musical. It is an action story. Yep. Which doesn't seem like a Disney princess movie, but we'll see. Right. Is Mulan considered a princess? Disney princess? I think she becomes one. Because she marries the prince. I didn't think he was a prince. I don't know. He's in war. Uh, she becomes the... Marries the general? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, Disney princess is kind of a broad term. Right. Well, like, someone on TikTok argued, like, certain Disney princesses weren't Disney princesses. And, I mean, yeah, if you don't have that status, you're right. You're not a princess. Yes. I do not disagree with that. I think Disney would say that... Uh, it is a character archetype that Disney has created. The idea of the yeah. Disney princess. Yeah, like Meg from Hercules. She's not a princess. No, not in the slightest. It falls apart very, very quickly. Most of them are not princesses. No. <laughs> it's just kind of the mystique that has been put behind it. And that's where we're at. But this is live action. I know there's a lot of magic in it, I believe. And I believe they've added new characters. Uh, so that'll be interesting. I believe all of the actors are either Chinese or Chinese descent, though. Or most of them, at least. I know Disney made an effort. They're all at least Asian. They're all, yeah, I think they're at least all Asian. I hope so. Gosh, that would be nice. <laughs> That's where this movie's supposed to be authentic. set. Even authentic sounds like a, a bad word. It's like, look, we made this thing and it has the right people in it. Look at us, we're great. It's like, maybe just let them make their own movies. I, I mean, know. it's fine. Disney wanted to make The Little Mermaid with Ariel as a black girl, and they've done nothing with it. They cast it, or they pretended to cast it, and now nothing's happened. Yeah, and it's not be even the... because of the pandemic. Like, this, they announced that casting a long time ago. Yeah, I haven't heard anything else about that. No. I do know there, somebody's remaking Cinderella. Uh, I think they're do doing the musical as a film, though. Um, but uh, Camilla Cabello, I'm sure I destroyed her name, no, is supposed Camille. to play Cinderella. So that <clears throat> would be interesting. And hopefully good. I just want a good movie. So hopefully that's what we're going to get here from Mulan Live Action 2020. It's worth pointing out this movie is PG-13. Oh, oh, cool. I would imagine for violence. It is the parental uh, rating. PG-13 for sequences of violence. Uh, sex and nudity mild. I don't know what that means. Moderate violence and gore. No profanity, no alcohol, drugs, or smoking, but fr uh, moderate 
frightening and intense scenes. I mean, scenes, so. sex and nudity, she... Like, if we go off of Mulan, she literally... We probably see her in, like, the... Um, binder? The, yeah, the binder. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a bath at some point. Who knows? Probably. Probably. If she's getting ready for the... We get our reflection scene without reflection. Yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Maybe parts will be shot for shot. A lot of it will be new, I'm sure. I've been looking forward to this. I've also been kind of dreading it because I heard there weren't great things about it. But let's see what happens. So we're going to go watch this, and we will be right back. War is not freedom. Over my shoulder, I see a clear view. All for my family, reason I'm breathing, everything to lose. Should I? Am I loyal, brave, and true? Am I loyal, brave, and true? And we're back. That was Mulan, the live action from 2020 we just watched. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that more than I thought I was going to. Yeah, it was better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I would probably give that a 7. Seven yeah. and a half, somewhere in there. That's what I said, too. It was different, and I'm sure we'll talk about that here, but kept enough of the good stuff from the original, and I'm sure drew on some more Chinese lore and legends to make it what it was now, but it was uh, it was pretty good. Yeah. I um, mean, it was better than I thought. I'd watch it again. I wouldn't watch it again. I mean, but... I'm not going to watch it again right now, but... I don't think I will ever want to watch it again, but... I enjoyed it the one time that I will watch it. It's high praise. Now, IMDb has this at a 5.5. Okay. It seems a little low, but I think it can be explained a little bit because people just don't like remakes a lot of the time, and then they get on the internet and they get mad about things. That's kind of how the internet works. Yeah. Um, But the lead, um, Yifei Liu... I'm so sorry, I just destroyed your name, but I, that's as close as I think I'm going to get. She played Mulan, and uh, she and Disney came under some heavy criticism. Uh, basically, she came out in support of the Communist Party in China rather than the People's Republic of Taiwan. I don't know enough about this situation to talk about it more than that, but I know there was some internet backlash against the actress for oh, really? like the side that she took publicly on a couple of issues. Gotcha. And it would have coincided with when the movie was initially supposed to come out. Right. So I'm wondering if some of that 5.5 rating is because people wanted to review bomb the movie because of something she said or they didn't like. I don't know. But that is kind of how the internet works. I think uh, kind of the best way to do this, let's kind of go through the cast and we'll talk about some of the characters and then i think we can talk about what's different and what's the same okay so this is mulan all of the characters you remember from the first are in this except mushu uh and there's a couple new ones sprinkled in for good measure uh we already talked about mulan the commander commander tung uh was played by donnie yen who is known for probably two things, and you're not going to know either of these. He is the Ip Man. It's a series of martial arts films that are very, very violent, and he's the the lead in all of them. Gotcha. martial arts movies. There's at least four. But more than that, uh, and again, you might not care about this, but listeners at home probably do, uh, he played uh, Chirrut Imwe in Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. Gotcha. Uh, so he was the uh, the blind monk who couldn't feel the force but relied on the force. Everyone died in that movie. It was the one where everyone died. Yeah. Yeah, he was in that. Gotcha. So that's uh, why he probably will look familiar to those of you 
as you watch this. Uh, other people in this movie, um, the Emperor is played by Jet Li. Really? That was Jet Li. All right. Jet Li is a young 57. Yeah, I didn't recognize him at all. Nope, not in the slightest. Oh, the Emperor has chi and can do cool stuff too yeah. at the end that came out of nowhere. Knowing now that that's Jet Li, that makes a lot more sense. Right. But yeah, I didn't realize that was him at all. No. Bori Khan, the bad guy. We remember him just as Khan, I think, from yeah. the animated. He was my favorite. I liked him a lot. He was very, very good. That was Jason Scott Lee, who played Bruce Lee in Dragon the Bruce Lee story back in 1993, so 27 years ago. But that's pretty famous. He was also Whitey in Back to the Future, part two. Uh, he also voiced uh, David on Lilo and Stitch, okay. amongst other things. He was also in Balls of Fury, which is a very, very, very bad ping pong movie that we might have to watch. Okay. Uh, Hong Kui, the romantic interest, I guess, because yeah. uh, they changed that character up quite yeah. a bit. The general that was young that Mulan eventually ends up with in the animated one is not how they do that anymore. They split no. it up. Yeah. So the Commander Tongue character is the character who is the commander and teaches her and leads her yeah. into the army and everything and then they have another recruit right which makes way more sense mm -hmm. but hong hui is a chinese-born actor who is from new zealand <laughs> all right so there you go has a couple other things not a lot though luminaries looks like some other smaller things so this was probably his big break the best character zhao her dad her dad might have been it might have been the best performance in the, in the movie he was very good he was very very good and he did the voiceover throughout the entire thing yeah which i was not expecting yeah um, he's the narrator of sorts yeah. well because mushu's not here so he can't narrate yeah right? and the cricket's not here so the cricket can't narrate yeah but the dad Zhao, was played by tai ma i think i said that right who has done plenty of things he had a four-year run on veep Nice. So that was good for him. He was in Skyscraper, the Dwayne Johnson movie. He was on The Resident. Uh, he played Ted Zhao. Oh. Played uh, a foreign president on Madam Secretary. He's done a lot. He played the dragon for four years in Once Upon a Time. He's done a whole bunch, and that's just going back a couple of years. He was very good. Yes. I really enjoyed him. Uh, the matchmaker, who did not get a ton of screen time. No. But is kind of a cult hero from the initial one everyone remembers the matchmaker uh the matchmaker and this one was played by a woman named Pepe chang who is best known for playing jade fox in crouching tiger hidden dragon gotcha i've never seen any of those which movies. is 20 years old at this point i know whoever played mulan's mom was in freaky friday yeah, I truly don't know if they ever said her name. Zhu. I don't think they ever said her mother's name or her sister's name. Maybe they said her mm -hmm. sister's they name They said once. her sister's name. Well, uh, Zana Tang played Zhu, which I think would have been her sister, um, because she's much younger. Um, but she is uh, one of the Power Rangers in Power Rangers and Ninja Steel, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and then that would make Rosalind Chow who played Lee. Lee must be her mother's name because she is the one who's in Freaky Friday. Yeah. She was also in the Joy Luck Club, which is a book I remember reading in high school. She's done a whole bunch of TV. She's done a whole bunch of one-offs. Um, she's been acting for forever. So there's a whole group of friends, right? Uh, the fellow conscripts. That existed in the animated version as well, but there yeah. are more of them now, and they try to flesh them out a little bit. So instead of there being, you know, the three of them and... They're just there for comic relief. I think there were six. Yeah, originally or five. three. Yeah, five and the love interest, I think. Yeah. It's because Mulan made seven. Okay. I think, maybe, I don't know. But uh, one of those characters, uh, played by an actor named Jean Yu, the character's name was Cricket. Okay. So they kept that in there. Uh, Jean Yu was, has done one episode of TV. Uh, okay. Also, you had you had Yao, played by uh, Chen Tang, who was on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Po, played by Dawa Moa, I'm not saying that one right, I'm sure, 
who was in Gran Torino and was also on beat. You had Ling, played by the internet's favorite Jimmy Wong. Jimmy Wong is in this movie and it makes me so happy. You have no idea who Jimmy Wong is. No. I know Jimmy Wong from Video Game High School, which is a whole other thing that we should talk about at length sometime. Okay. That seems like most of the actors, most of the characters, they're all heavy hitters for the most part. They're all people who know what they're doing. It was well cast. Yeah. It was generally well acted. I didn't really have issues with the acting, really. Mm -mm. I thought it was well performed. The only real acting issue I had was, um, and I, I can't even really speak to it because I'm woefully ignorant, but because they're all obviously Chinese people in obvious Chinese culture, and they're trying very, very hard. The filmmakers are trying very, very, very hard to correctly uh, portray Chinese culture, especially in a historical sense. They're mm-hmm. working very, very hard for it to be an accurate film. The problem is, obviously, nobody is speaking Chinese. Yeah. So the thing that kept getting me was people speaking English with varying degrees of an accent. Yeah. And I don't know what that means. Yeah. I don't know if those are choices they're making or if they're choices that the filmmakers are making. Uh, I don't know if different accents are regionalized because that doesn't even make sense because that they, they would be regional accents for Chinese, not English. Yeah. So the closest thing I can compare it to is a British accent. That's all regionalized. Right. Right. And we've come to learn certain British accents mean different things in fantasy worlds, right? Yeah. And it's kind of become the the trope and the voice used for fantasy shows. Right. And this kind of felt like that, that there were different thicknesses of accent being put on to different characters. I hope I'm doing a good enough job explaining this to our listeners, but it was very interesting to listen to. Right. Like, they all had accents in one way, shape, or form, but they weren't all the same. No, they were not all the same. They were generally consistent. Yeah. As far as my ear can tell. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't notice. Oh, and then the one last character I've got to point out, I don't think there was even a name for it. At the very end of the movie, after Mulan saves the world and the Emperor... Uh-huh. She is introduced to the Emperor in the court, and a big fanfare is made, and a woman steps forward to introduce her. Yeah. And says, whatever the line is, presenting Hua Mulan, whatever. Um, and it's a line that is completely unnecessary. Did, sure. did you know who that was? I mean, I know who it is, but I couldn't have, I don't know what her name is. Her name's Ming-Na Wen, and she was Mulan. Oh, okay. She voiced Mulan. Gotcha. In the animated. So that was her cameo. That was the big deal of gotcha. why she needed to be there for that moment. And why they picked that moment to put her in right. for her one scene. But it was nice to see her come back and it was nice to see, to see Disney stay full circle with that. Disney's generally pretty good about that. Um, but there was no way they were going to put Eddie Murphy in this thing. No. Ming-Na Wen, who has done a zillion things, known for voicing Mulan. She also played Agent Melinda May on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for the entire thing. Yeah. Uh, And then she was also in a single episode of the first season of The Mandalorian. Gotcha. Uh, Spoilers, she's super dead, but it was awesome. Gotcha. I think she was in an episode of Lucifer, too. Probably. She pops up often when you're the original Mulan. Yeah. You can do whatever you want, I guess. Was she the singing voice or just the voice? Oh, that is a good question. I do not remember. Hold for Google. Still holding. It's a long hold. Uh, No, she did not sing it. It was sung by Leah Salonga. That's what I thought. You probably stand down for Leah Salonga if she decides that, if they decide that they want her to sing. I'm right. I just didn't know if she could sing. I have no idea.
So let's talk about the actual plot of this thing. Um, I guess let's just kind of start from the top and work our way through. There are no angel sightings. No. <laughs> so we can get that out of the way. So it starts with an opening monologue, uh, and then the voiceover continues, and it is Mulan's father. Uh, we don't know that it's him doing the voiceover until much later, but it almost felt like calling on the ancestors, like an ancestor was doing the voiceover, which was true. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I put in my notes, was wondering if it was being told from his perspective. That would have been interesting. Yeah. Right? It felt like it was at times at the beginning. The movie kind of jumps jumps around a lot. Like, it's kind of choppy in places. Yeah. Um, and I think you can kind of tell that it used to be a musical. Yeah. It is not a musical. I guess that's important to say. This is not a musical. There's no singing. Yeah. It's not in this. This tries very hard to be an action movie. Mm-hmm. Action adventure. At times it becomes a slapstick comedy. Sometimes it's a fantasy movie. Sometimes it's historical. Sometimes it's an action movie. Sometimes it's just comedy. It doesn't know what it wants to be all the time. Right. But it is very pretty. Yes. Yeah, it was really pretty. They filmed it wherever they filmed it. It was really great scenery. Yeah, the wide tracking shots are incredible. There's a lot of them because they're on horses. A lot. Mm -hmm. It was shot well. The cinematography is incredible. It's just a pretty movie. It's one of the few movies that I've seen on a television screen first that I go, ooh, I wish I'd seen that in a theater. Just for the the visual. Gotcha. Not for the rest of it, but the visual elements of it. Like Mm -hmm. seeing that blown up on the big screen. Yes. On a really good big screen would have been nice. It's just so pretty and bright and colorful. Don't remember the animated movie being that bright yeah i mean i haven't seen the animated movie in a while so i couldn't tell you yeah i remember it just being more drab and had a darker color palette kind of yeah i mean the whole outline is like red Mm-hmm. But like is a, red. almost like burgundy red yeah and it's in china so pretty much everybody has black hair so there's a lot of black too mm-hmm. especially in animation yeah so uh Big changes from the first one to this one, or the original to this one. I don't know. Everybody the animated. The animated to the live action. Big changes. Um, there's magic, kind of. There's a, She has a chi. Yes, she has chi, which is one way to do it for sure. The problem with a Disney princess movie not being set in a fantasy world is that you are taking from another culture no matter how much justice you do to that culture uh-huh. because in essence this movie becomes historical fiction and not a fantasy movie right like this is not cinderella or beauty and the beast like i guess even beauty and the beast it's supposed to be french yeah it's right? close to paris it's close to paris right but it's clearly like this separate world this doesn't feel like a separate world This feels like we're telling something that actually happened. And then they try to put chi into it. Yeah. Which was kind of their answer for how they're going to put magic in this. But it was never really explained. And we didn't really ever know who had it or who didn't. Right. I wouldn't have even necessarily called it magic. That's not how they referred to it, so I wouldn't have called it magic. You're right. It's not magic. I think I'm just calling it magic or thinking of it as magic because that's the word they use in all the other princess movies. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the word that Disney uses. Right. Because in, in Beauty and the Beast, again, they in the new live action, they tried to explain some of the magic and how it all worked, but it was just magic. Yeah. Right? There is just magic in Disney. That's kind of the whole point mm-hmm. of Disney is the magic. But in this, uh, the only person that we knew for sure had magic or chi or whatever that we absolutely knew was the witch, who was eventually named. I think she was named in the credits as uh, Zhang Yang, played by Li Gong, who was in Memoirs of a Geisha and Miami Vice. She's done a bunch, too. But she has access to these powers, or 
whatever it is. Yeah. Because they introduce Chi as Mulan is growing up, right? And Chi is kind of the warrior spirit. Yeah. Is kind of how it's set up. Um, but then they kind of compare it to, you know, only men can have it. If a woman has it, she's a witch. Right. And then they give us a witch who never references her chi, I don't believe, and can just do all of these crazy magic things. Yeah. Like, she can turn into a flock of birds. She turns into uh, a hawk, which is kind of her normal form, um, which is actually the whole into this. She's the hawk for Khan, yeah. right, from the animated one, and they took that and ran with it. But it's never really explained. There's some strange equivalencies made. Mulan has chi, but she doesn't use it because that's not a woman's place. But this witch has magic and therefore is the chi, but it's never explained what the difference is or how it all works or how you learn. And then eventually we see Chinese warriors fighting and using chi to do crazy awesome things. Right. Right. But it's crazy awesome like acrobatic physical feats not i'm throwing a ball of fire at you yeah right it's the the flowiness the smoothness the uh the martial arts aspects of it i would imagine it's almost like a gift from their ancestors sure that works i can totally get behind that it just wasn't really in there right so that was one thing that i kind of wish they had fleshed out a little bit more because it's interesting but there were no rules no to it we've got a long way to go let's get down to business What do you want to talk about? I mean, they didn't have Mushu. No, no Mushu. They had a phoenix, but, like, we didn't really see the phoenix except up in the air. Yeah, the phoenix was the representation of their ancestors. Yeah, it didn't Um, talk to her. It did not speak to her. It interacted with her a little bit. It kind of led her along the way or kind of sort of protected her once or twice. Right. Maybe. Uh, And then there's a great shot at the end of her... uh, walking towards the camera and the phoenix appears behind her and she has wings for a brief second yeah uh, that was, was nice a, it was very nice it was beautiful it was completely unnecessary no yeah but it was very nice um but the phoenix is supposed to be their like their family's uh ancestor or, or their ancestor's guardian or there's i i didn't quite her, grasp her that. yeah her dad said something that had to do with her ancestors but I was confused because then the emperor mentioned it. Right. Which was strange. It didn't quite, again, it was one of those things like it was cool, but it didn't quite get fleshed out as yeah. much as it could have. There's no dragons in this. No. Full stop. No dragons. There, um, there's some dragon iconography at places, but there's no dragon. Right. Uh, in the matchmaker scene, there was the spider instead of a cricket. There's the spider instead of a cricket, yep. They did reflection like seven times. Yeah, they, well, you know, everybody <laughs> loves that song. But he, not even with the song necessarily. I think they played reflection twice. I just mean in general, like. The melody. They did, no, they just did different parts of reflection throughout the movie. Oh, you mean the moments from that <laughs> in the animated that Yeah. They, when they recreated them here? Yes. Yeah, they did uh, kind of take them and scatter them throughout the movie, which I kind of liked, you know, because we all know the story of Mulan. We know how this goes. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of liked that they didn't really deviate too much from it, but they 
left surprises along the way of, hey, look, remember this from the animated? Yeah. Here's where this fits this time, and it's 45 minutes later than you thought it was going to be, or or here, we're going to put this music in here, but we haven't gotten to that part of the movie yet. I kind of liked it, and it worked for me. Yeah, I mean, I didn't mind it. I liked that they did it, but they only used two songs. They only used Reflection and then the, um, like, beginning song from Mulan that I don't remember. Honor to Us All? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Honor to Us All was in there. <laughs> I remember that one. But, like, they didn't... I mean, those they, are the two big ones, Honor to Us All and Reflection. I I would argue that um, um, Make a Man Out of You is oh, make a man <laughs> much out of you. bigger. Make a Man Out of You, yeah, but they... They they had the line. I, I, we will make men out of all of you. They, yes. that line was in there, but I don't think the right. music was in there. No, and they had in montage even. So yeah, they when she reached the top of the mountain to, for the climbing bit, that was reflections. Yeah, or reflection. They played that there instead. Yeah, but they had like the whole scene of a girl worth fighting for. They even had somebody say a line straight from the song, and they didn't play the music. No, they didn't. All the different recruits, her friends, yeah, they went through the bit of, like, what does your ideal match look like? Yeah. And a lot of that dialogue was the same, but it wasn't to the same rhythm, and it just threw me off. Right. One of them specifically said, uh, it doesn't matter what she looks like, it only matters what she cooks like. Right. And, like, set it in exactly the same, like, rhythm to the song. Yes, and then there was a beat, and I was waiting for music. And yeah, because came. the... Yeah. I... Like, it was just subconscious, like, this is what goes here, this is how this goes. Yeah. A girl worth fighting for. Huh? That's what I said. A girl worth fighting for. I want I couldn't care less what she wear or what she looks like. It all depends on what she cooks like. Beef, pork, chicken. In the animated version, doesn't Mulan get caught? She doesn't... No, no, she tells... She After the avalanche, she kind of gets <coughs> caught then. So it's kind of in the same place. Gotcha, but she only tells one person. She doesn't tell everybody, right? I think she just tells the one person with it like everybody around or something and then like everybody that. kind of finds out i think they did a better job of that here actually yeah um because there were consequences and they talked about them and you saw them like they added a very small bit uh during all the training where somebody else was dishonest and yeah. and was kicked out and disgraced and their family was disgraced. Yeah. So you saw what was going to happen. And that wasn't in the original version. Right. Which was nice. I liked that. They did a lot mm-hmm. of those little things. I'm going to compare it to Beauty and the Beast because that's one of the more recent live actions. The live action Beauty and the Beast did a lot of things right. One of the things they did wrong was they tried way too hard to fill in plot holes from the animation. Oh, gotcha. They tried way too hard to be like, oh, this very tiny thing that really doesn't matter, that's a plot point now because we're going to fill it in. And we have time. And we have time, so we're going to make it work. We're going to fill that in and move on. Um, but they did that a lot in Beauty and the Beast. Uh, and I think it ultimately detracted from the movie and they paid too much attention to these other things. In Mulan, it felt like because they had to make such a different tone of a movie... This movie's PG-13. Yeah. That they didn't have time to fill in the plot holes. And because enough things were going to be different, because there was no singing, that it was just going to kind of happen naturally. That they didn't spend, you know, 20 minutes answering questions that didn't matter. Right. I guess another thing that is completely different is that she has a little sister. She does have a sister. If she, It means if she leaves, that there is another kid who can bring honor to the family yeah and she's not an only daughter i don't understand all of the reasons why you would make that choice 
but I liked it. It worked. Yeah. I liked that they spent a lot more time at the beginning establishing her family and how that worked and what that family dynamic was. And it was positive. It was a good family dynamic. Yeah. Uh, oftentimes they are not and things like this, but this was two kids, a mom and a dad who all love each other. Right. And are all there living under the same roof. And mom and dad are still married. Like, those are huge things. Right. That's You don't usually get all of those in the same movie. Correct. Which is why when at the end she goes back. Yeah. Like, that's the whole point of Mulan is at the end of all of this, she goes back and apologizes. Mm-hmm. That worked really well. Not only did that work well, but that was assisted by her father being the narrator throughout. Right. That it kept reminding you. You kept right. hearing his voice. I don't know how long it took in the animated version for Mulan to get to the camp and start training. Yeah. I don't know what that timestamp is. Okay. Here, it's 31 minutes, which did not feel like it took that long. No. Um, and I'm glad they took their time there. This And the movie still ended up being less than two hours. Yeah. See, my thing with time was it felt like they didn't spend enough time at the camp. Like, I felt like they went into battle real early. I thought it was a good amount of time because they spent a decent amount of energy on her hiding. Yeah. Uh, Hiding and covering up and not showering and not, you know, sleeping with all of them while they're sleeping. Right. Like, because those stakes felt so raised, it felt like we didn't have to spend as much time in the camp. Because because the stakes were so high. And eventually she almost gets caught taking a bath in the pond or whatever. And, like, at some point it's like, okay, we can't do anything else here. Yeah. I mean, I guess it it wasn't based on what they did and didn't do at the camp. It was more like they left the camp and went into battle and there was still, like, an hour and a half left, it felt like. Gotcha. There was, like, an hour left or something like that. Yeah, there's a lot of time left because, well, because they have to have that fight and that we have to see all of that. Yeah. And then she has to get kicked out. And then the thing that really is in this that is not in the animation, the, probably the biggest difference is the addition of the witch character. Yeah. Um, and at that point in the film, she and Mulan haven't met yet. Yeah. The witch character is helping Khan... Uh, infiltrate all these garrisons and take them by surprise and just um, add to his myth and legend of the invading Rorans. Yeah. And all of this stuff and she's going to help him kill the Emperor because she thinks that he's going to let her have a position of power and let a woman be a warrior. Yeah. Which is kind of the crux of the movie. Devotion to family and a woman as a warrior. Yeah. But she eventually uh, sacrifices herself so that Mulan won't die. Good thing Khan only had one arrow. <laughs> and uh, is redeemed. Um, right. But she is, but she and Mulan do not meet until the fight. Yeah. Like an hour plus in. Yeah. And even then they only speak twice. On the, like three times? They speak on the frozen orange lake, again later in the city, and then again as she's dying? Uh, before that. Or they're they on the lake, and then they speak again after Mulan has been expelled. Oh, right. After she's thrown out, and then again yeah. in the city. And because then, she tries to bond with her. Yeah, they try to bond, and it's a whole thing. I thought I was re- really going to not like that character and the whole thing with it but it worked the hawk the hawk the witch. witch hawk thing yeah that whole thing i felt like it was gonna be just from the previews like it was gonna just be this extra thing of look we have another woman in the show yeah and it didn't quite feel like that i'm sure that's how why she's in it mm-hmm. but they whoever wrote it worked really hard to actually integrate her in a good way I don't actually know if this movie passes the Bechdel test. I don't know what that means. Uh, the Bechdel test, it base. I don't remember all the rules off the top of my head, but it's like two women have to be 
on screen together at the same time and they cannot be talking about men. Gotcha. And like evidently that's a crazy high bar. Gotcha. Because a lot of movies don't have that. No. And I don't actually know. For just was, one scene? For, for, for at least two minutes. Gotcha. So I guess they accomplished that on the lake. Because they're not talking about men. And then... Well, they mm, think she's a man. They think she's a... I don't know. It's kind of a gray she's area. She's pretending to be a man at that point. So speaking of that then, I think part of the reason they didn't really use Make a Man Out of You and... Um, girl Worth Fighting For. And Girl Worth Fighting For is because they were very explicit. Mulan was never striving to be a man. She was striving mm. to be a warrior. Right. Which culturally in this film is supposed to be the same thing and she's breaking the mold. Yeah. But they did change that. Right. Like that's a very, it's a very subtle thing. Yeah, I mean, it's what she, she, she makes it clear, but also in order to be a warrior in her culture, she has to pretend to be a man. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah, she's, I'm not trying to say she doesn't pretend to be a man because she does and it's a whole thing and it's kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think in the animated one, there's not really this Mulan striving to be a warrior. No, like she's, she's protecting her father. She's just protecting her father, and she's pretending to be a man, and she's trying to be a man, and she gets caught up in all of this. Yeah. And then Eddie Murphy ur- urges her on to defend her family's honor. Right, because there's lots of scenes in the, the animated version where she's testing out her voice and doing all of that. Right, yeah, she doesn't do that here. We don't see her try to be a man. We don't see her try to figure out how she walks or how she talks. She just yeah. does it. Right. Which was great. It was it was really refreshing. It was nice to see them say no. She doesn't. She does not want to be a man. She wants to be a warrior. Yeah. But I think that's part of the reason why those songs aren't in this. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, they're also not focused on Mulan. Also true. This is a violent movie. There is a lot of fighting. There's a lot of fighting. There's I will agree fight. with you that there's a lot of fighting. <laughs> there is no blood. No. There's no blood. We see blood one time because the hawk witch woman cuts her hand when she's fighting Mulan. Yes. And that's a very purposeful moment. Yeah. But there's no blood. So much death. No blood. Yeah. Because it's Disney. Even though it is PG-13, no blood. Correct. It's very stylized and beautiful fighting. There's a grace and a beauty to a lot of it that I think did a good job of representing cultural heritage and not um, romanticizing cultural heritage. Yeah. I think that difference makes sense. It, It felt grounded and rooted in culture and not like hey look they're asian so they can punch real good Mm -hmm. it it was not that ever in this movie it never felt like that i agree uh best horse she has the best horse yeah best horse horse can run on top of an avalanche yes that happened like there's no way around that that horse ran on top of an avalanche yeah and didn't make any sense. Everyone else was buried. Horse can run on top of Avalanche. Horse did not have name. Best horse. I was really impressed when everybody, like, flipped themselves on their horses to shoot behind. Yep, that was not CGI'd. They did that. Yeah. That was horse tricks. It was very good. It only happened in one scene. But it happened a, very a lot. specific moment. Yeah, it happened a lot in that scene. But again, it wasn't look at these cool things we can do. It was, no, this is how we have to fight in this moment, and it makes sense. Yes. I did miss the dragon firework cannon things more than I thought I would. You know what I'm talking about from the animated one? They all have to learn how to light 
and fire the the dragon cannon things oh. right and in the animated one that's how she sets off the avalanche she goes and she grabs one she sticks it around she fires it and she misses khan when she's actually starting out an avalanche and this one they actually have a trebuchet like a period appropriate war machine that they light the giant boulders on fire they cover them in pitch they light them on fire and there it's actual trebuchet work which is out of place it felt like but also correct right um until eventually they decided to turn the trebuchet around to try to hit a couple of archers like the the war logic the the tactics didn't make sense but there's an actual trebuchet in this but there's no dragon fireworks did mulan die no she got hit with the star thing but it got caught in her binder yeah, 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 because the ancestors were looking out for her, and the phoenix was there and everything, and the the voiceover said, and Hua Jun died, and Hua Mulan lived, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, but did Mulan die? Like, did she die, and the phoenix brought her back? I would say no. Okay. It felt like they were trying to make you believe it just enough, like, yeah, she's dead, but there's a phoenix. Oh. No, I saw, like, it got, she, like, opened her, whatever, her, like, oh my goodness, like, battle gear. Her armor. Pulled aside a couple of pieces of armor, and the shuriken, the shuriken dagger was stuck. In her it, binder. It should have, it should have killed her. It did not. It got stuck in her binder. Yeah. But did it kill her, though? And then the phoenix was like, mm, no, just kidding. There's a couple inches of leather in the way. No. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Just something about that made me think, is this what you're doing? I don't know. But if she did die and was brought back in that moment, it explains how she is suddenly clean and has beautiful flowing hair. If she did not die, what the heck, Disney? Right, like, she hasn't washed her hair in, like, months. Yep, she barely took a bath. Yeah, I don't know. And then the rest of the movie, they make a point of her taking her hair out of the bun and taking the armor off. And suddenly she looks like a woman again. Yeah. They made a huge point of that. But that's not what her hair would look like. No. And then it's such a point of focus for the camera for the rest of the film at that point. Which is a good 40 minutes. Yeah. After she says that she's Hua Mulan. And her hair is just like a focal point. Yeah. For the camera. It looks, uh, you know, like professionally done hair that should look Correct. really good. And it shouldn't. Nope. Also worth pointing out that one of the more famous scenes from the animated film where she gets dressed in the armor and takes her father's sword and cuts her hair and goes off to be a man. That doesn't happen in this. No. Because the cutting of the hair doesn't make sense. No, she doesn't need to. Right. Because they actually got this one culturally correct. Yeah. I um, noticed that at the end, the song that is sung at the end and with the credits um, is Christina Aguilera singing it. And for the animated film, she recorded a version of Reflection. Oh, okay. That explains that. It. I wondered why it was her singing. It didn't yeah. make sense to me. I guess she's been doing this for a while, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I think she sings the song, the Reflection song that's sung at the end. Of the animated movie. I had James Bond flashbacks from the end of this movie, which I did not think was going to happen. um, Because the end credits here with the song singing the theme of the movie. Yeah. um, Over it uh, felt like a James Bond intro. Sure. Which is just a very specific artsy thing. And it was strange that that's what it was. But the other thing that reminded me of James Bond was uh, Mulan versus Khan at the end. Uh, Instead of fighting on the roof of the palace, they moved it to new construction. Yeah. And we instead got a uh, bamboo construction site, more or less. Like, everything's bamboo. Everything is very rectangular, so it worked well for framing for the camera shots. And actually, it, it worked really well, and I thought it was a good choice. Yeah. But it is a choice. Yeah. But it really reminded me of one of the newer James Bond movies with Daniel Craig. Actually, his first one, I think, when he did Casino Royale. Casino Royale opens on 
him uh, chasing someone through a construction site. Um, and they're doing all this parkour and everything off of everything. And they end up really high and they're jumping around new construction mm-hmm. and fighting the whole time. Uh, and it just reminded me of that for whatever reason. Yeah. I mean, I think that happens in a lot of action movies. Oh, sure. Yeah, because it's interesting. Yeah. And you have to have new construction so that you have reasons for there to not be walls. Yep. So that you can actually get the shot. Anything else? I don't think so. Well, that'll wrap us up here. Uh, This has been Mulan 2020, the live action. Uh, Go watch it. Don't spend a ton of money on it, but it's worth a couple bucks. Yeah. We got it from Redbox. Do that. You can find us on Twitter at I Missed It Pod and check out our network at ghostlightmedia.net. You can find our merch store there as well as all the other wonderful podcasts on the network. Podcasts like uh, Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop, which has uh, gone in a new direction for their second season, their second year. Okay. Um, leave us a five star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever else you listen to us on. We always appreciate those. We'll be back next week with a new episode. We should be back on our Buffy grind next week. Uh, But until then, uh, I'm Ryan. And I'm Brittany. And don't forget, dishonor on you, dishonor on your cow, dishonor on your whole house. Yes. That's my very, very bad Eddie Murphy impression. Let's go watch Buffy. This has been a Ghostlight Media production.